Here at VFTN, we're all about the smooth moves. Whether it's a Joe Rawls through ball or a Shawnee Moz celebration, we simply love it when things run smooth. And that's why we're big fans of the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. We've been using their lawnmower shaver now for the past few weeks, and let me tell you, it's as smooth as Robert Earnshaw's head down there. I've been using razors and scissors to keep myself trimmed down below, but this device changes the game. Whether it's your plums, your armpits, or your chest, the lawnmower's skin-safe technology leaves you smooth and clean without any risks of bumps or nicks. And when you're done, you can use their Crop Preserver deodorant to keep things feeling super fresh down there. It's a game changer. I never knew I needed it, and now I can't live without it. And for our view from the Ninian listeners, we've teamed up with Manscaped to offer you 20% off their Performance Package 4.0. Not only do you get the Lawnmower 4.0 shaver and the Crop Preserver deodorant, but you also get the Weed Whacker. For those of you out there with that excess nose and ear hair, we see you. And a refreshing Crop Reviver tonic. You'll also get a pair of Manscaped boxes thrown in, as well as a bag to keep all your bits in. It's simply not to be missed. To get your hands on the very best in male grooming, head over to uk.manscaped.com and select the Performance Package 4.0. And at the checkout, use the code VFT Ninian for 20% off your purchase. That's VFT Ninian for 20% off your purchase. Trust us, your balls will thank you. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty, but they like to talk about Cardiff City. It's the view from the Ninian, with views from the Ninian, not shoes from the Ninian, the view from the Ninian. Welcome to another episode of The View from the Ninian, this time with Ben returning from Miami. Hi, I'm back. Um, Cardiff City celebrating a win and the transfer window set to shut ASAP Rocky. He's got a baby with Rihanna, and I'm joined by my two babies, Ben Price and Tom Phillips. Ben, how are you doing? I'm very well, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, thank you. I've come back from holiday. Thanks for asking. And I'm Tom, buzzing, how are you doing? I'm buzzing your back, so I don't get the grief on Twitter anymore. That was funny, That's also that grief. That was quite funny. Um, but I believe one person said, if Ben James goes off again, take a week off. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> lads, next time I'm away, you've um, got a, a sanctioned holiday from the boss. So, enjoy. Cheers, man. That's all right, Ben. Uh, you seem to take that grief quite personally. Yeah, I take everything personal on social media. You know, it really actually hurts me. So, you know, think about what you're saying. Don't be a cunt. All right, good. Three minutes into the pod, and we've already had the C bomb dropped. Um, and not in relation to Aaron Ramsey signing for Rangers. Um, more on that to come throughout the pod. Uh, but first, before we get into everything, I think we're going to start in a in a in a serious place. Um, we all saw the messages that uh, Kevin McNaughton posted on his Instagram and Twitter this week. And obviously, we just wanted to say it was great news that um, obviously he was found safe and well, and um, nothing more kind of harmful was uh, was 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 done in that case. Um, I think. It's it, we've, we we as a fan base have, have seen it up close and personal in the last couple of years with the news around Chris Barker uh, taking his own life as well, and we're, we're very aware of the the kind of um, feelings that a lot of our players have once their careers end. Um, obviously, it's a, a, an upheaval in their life. Kevin McNaughton has posted about it on Twitter, um, and I think we just need to do more as a, a fan base to show these players that they're there for us, and also I think we need to be comfortable acknowledging that that people out there do have mental health problems and are suffering from time to time. Um, it's something that I feel quite personally. Um, I recently went through a, a series of therapy um, to kind of deal with depressive thoughts, anxious thoughts, all that kind of stuff. And it helped me massively. And I think it's just a, if anyone out there is suffering and anyone out there who is listening, um, I think we'll always listen to you guys. If you ever 
feel any of those feelings, drop the Twitter account, a DM, and someone will reply to you. Um, but if you're ever feeling like you need to say something about the way you're feeling to other people, just, just reach for the closest person you can. Speak to the professionals, and they will be out there to help you. You're going to have to search people like Samaritans, Calm, the campaign against living miserably in mind, and there'll be people out there to listen to you and understand you and talk you through your feelings. And now, on to a Nottingham Forest win. Ben, a win? How do you rate that performance? That might be the most complete 90 minutes performance I think we've had in, what, two years? Mm-hmm. Since, before, since before McCarthy came in, I thought we were absolutely outstanding. Um, I made the last minute decision to go down, and I'm bloody delighted that I did. The weather was good, atmosphere was great, and yeah, just really, really... I've not enjoyed going to the football at Cardiff for a long time that much. It was brilliant. Tom, it felt like a proper Cardiff City performance, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It, it, and it's the classic thing of people looked like they were trying. It was it, There was an intensity about it. And considering there were so many new faces there, it, it felt like they were, there was a, a unit, you know, people knew what they were doing. We were organised. Um, and yeah, it, like Ben said, it was a real complete performance. And at halftime, I, I was sat there thinking, I don't think we could do this twice. There's no way we could do two halves of football like this. And, and to, to be fair, we, we nearly did. It was only like the last couple of minutes. Obviously, we need we need. I had, it's my own fault. I had I had a tweet drafted about the clean sheet, and so I, I'll take responsibility for that. It's my fault that we didn't. Thanks, get mate. Anything. Appreciate that. Yeah, someone had to take it on the chin. I'll take it. But no, it was a really enjoyable game to watch, and, and like Ben said, the atmosphere was great as well. And it just felt like we had Cardiff City back, and it, it hasn't felt like that for a long time. Uh, clean sheet aside, Ben. Um... There wasn't really anything to complain about, was there? You talk about being a complete performance. We outshot them, outcreated them. Our expected goals were 2.07, so we were in line with that. We put There wasn't a bad performance from a player on the pitch. Um, you know, NG stepped into the centre-half slot, got man-of-the-match performance. Um, there's not a lot you could say that was wrong with that performance. No, and it was exciting. It was fun to watch. Um, yeah, it was just... Yeah, I'm buzzing. I genuinely didn't expect it. I woke up and I was like, I've got a good feeling about today. The sun was shining, everything felt good. And then I saw Derby get that last minute equaliser and turned to my mate and said, oh, that's our fucking luck gone for the day. I did not expect that sort of performance from our, from the boys today because I'll be honest, I was, I will know we're going to come to him in a minute, but I wasn't too sure about Hugo sign. I thought it was either going to be a masterstroke or a disaster. Um, didn't know much about Doherty. Um, the Stoke fans that I've spoke to didn't seem to rate him that highly. And we know what it's been like with other players. Sort of, we saw the team come out. We, I wasn't massively confident, but the lads did everyone proud of that performance. Like Tom said, the effort was there. Everything you wanted from it was just there. It was there was patterns. The midfield looked the most balanced it's looked in a long time. It looked like they had a plan. It linked up. Everything linked up. Even for the first goal, NG going straight through. It was just, yeah, just absolutely spot on. It looked like everything clicked for the first time in a long time. We haven't seen that. We've been waiting for it to happen under Morrison. And sort of, to be honest, he needed it. That result's been needed from him and the players. So to get it in that way against a good Forest side as well, they're on a, been on a great run, is a really, really good thing. And delighted for Steve Cooper that he'll be happy that we got the win as well, because, you know, he's a Cardiff fan after all. Um <laughs> Talk about Jordan Hugel, Tom, to come back on that. Um, it was his debut. Uh, got a goal. Um, I think he was uh, rated second on FOTMOB in the Man of the Match rankings. Um, a few stats from him, kind of 21 accurate passes, 38 touches throughout the game. He won eight of his duels. Um, I think there was uh, three recoveries in there. 
I wasn't sure what to expect with Hugill. Um, I thought he was a goal scorer when he was at, I think it was Preston. He had that really good year before he went to West Ham. But he showed a well-rounded game yesterday, didn't he? He was winning aerial duels. He was tracking back. He was making space for others. It was it was, it was a, a promising debut. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, he put himself about, there was an energy about him. Considering he'd only signed for us a while, like half one, straight into the team scoring, what, six minutes into your debut. It's quite mm-hmm. impressive. Mind you, what a gift. That defending for that goal was absolutely woeful. But you know, he didn't know whether he was coming or going, did he? He yeah, didn't he know just... whether to cover off um cover off waters or, or go to the ball. Instead, just ran to the goal line. Yeah, I'll take it. But no, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was a good finish as well. You know, when you've got that much time on the ball, you know, we've had strikers in the past who would fluff their lines in that in that regard, you know. Like people like like even like Mark Harris in the cup game, for example, mm-hmm. he had so much time when he was thinking about it, he, he fluffed his lines. But no, if I, back to Hugel, yeah, he was he was fantastic. He really put himself about. I think it worked really well with Watkins up there with him as well. Um, and yeah, it, hopefully he can because I, I think everyone had that little bit of doubt when he saw him sign anything. And is this the answer? But I know it's only one game in, but it wouldn't be Cardiff fans if we weren't getting excited already. I guess well, it, what, it, I think Watkins was the unsung man to be honest for that game. The, he did all the dirty work to create that space for. Hugo, he, he was apps. He just didn't stop running. It was absolutely outstanding. And deserved his rest when he came off. Um, it was really encouraging because there was a couple of times he shot out. He shot out of a couple of early challenges and probably could have won a few more headers. But uh, he's not played championship football properly before, so that's a really nice, exciting partnership that could be building there. Um, talking about um, what was his name? Waters. Huh, what is? Is it encouraging, Ben, that we can um, have a, a two-man strike force? Obviously, we've, we've been relying on kind of your classic one-man up top with the two wingers around him for, for a number of years now. But yes, they showed an actual, you know, with, with Hugel and Waters playing together, it showed a different dimension to our game. Is that something that you're encouraged by? Yeah, it's a partnership that can really sort of, it's got the footings to become a really strong, encouraging partnership. They, they were constantly talking to each other and um, Hugel's telling, telling Waters where to go where he wants him to get the best out of him. And you can see like more patterns develop. They were getting an understanding after like 35, 40 minutes. Um, it's something that's really exciting for me because it gives us options. We're not just reliant now on the big man up top, whether it was Kiefer, the dearly departed Kiefer Moore, or if it's or we've just pumped up to James Collins, we've got that option. Or now we can go at it, play on the floor and play with those kind of strikers. But again, humping up to Hugel's not a bad option. I thought one thing that really stuck for me was his hold-up play yesterday. Mm-hmm. He held the ball up brilliantly, giving other players time to get in, giving Doyle room. Joe Rawls, another player that was outstanding, was everywhere. Was bought into the game a lot more from Hugel's play. Really, really strong goal. And yeah, complete strikers performance from both men. Um, Tom, talk about the game plan. Um, It was kind of classic Cardiff City. We scored early. Um, I think it was six minutes for Hugel's goal. Tried to neutralise, absorb all their pressure. Then we kind of hit them with a sucker punch when um, Davis got his goal just before 70 minutes. Um, again, we talk about it. It's classic Cardiff City, isn't it? We absorb the pressure and we, we we take the game to them when when we need to and strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, when you're saying classic Cardiff City, you mean classic Cardiff City that we look back to with fond memories. Not that yes. Oh, yeah, last, yeah. Not, not the, the last, last, last year, year or so. Yeah, yeah we're not yeah. complete idiots. Only a little bit. No, but no. no it was. Slight idiots. It's, yeah, it's what, we, it's what we come to like expect as fans, isn't it? Just that kind of plucky performance, um, but 
talking of roles, it could have been very different if uh, he could have easily got a red card for that challenge. I mean, we've been going, it's the senior players who've let us down again. Yeah. But, but you know, it's nice to see him putting himself about how we didn't get a yellow before then as well. It was just foul after foul. I, I can't help admire him for it. He was just well, shit he, yeah. and running away from the ref. It was brilliant. Exactly. He had the handy trick of putting his head down and running away to the other side of the pitch. And it's, I think... that, it's that old, this is football trick, isn't it? We used to do it in like, I think it was like the <laughs> PlayStation 2. If you fouled someone, hacked them down, and just you could run away from the referee for ages and eventually you'd get away with it. Yeah, I, I think, think um I think Cody Cody Drama got a booking and that was for Joe Rawls because it was Drama's first tackle, but Rawls had done three. So he yeah, booked Drama. It was like that was, that was for Joe Rawls. But like I think I think Doty as well really needs to get a mention because he had the, an enviable task of being down that side with Brandon Johnson and Jed Spence. And like it, it handled just, it amazingly. Yeah, unbelievable. You know, Arsenal couldn't handle that combo in the FA Cup game. So for him to come into a new team and be able to handle that and still get forward as well and create chances and link up with the front men. I thought he was brilliant. Um, that, you know, I think we were sat here a couple of weeks ago worrying what was going to happen in this window. We were going to lose players and not bring anyone in. But so far, the, the loan signings have just looked like a masterstroke. You know, it's, it's young, like hungry players, but who have been at clubs, who have had game plans. You know, you've got players coming in from Leeds, coming in from Man City. They've probably been playing with better quality players than they're playing with at Cardiff playing for the under-23s in some of those teams. So, you know, I, I, it's going to be a horrible one at the end of the season if, you know, they do gel and then everyone disappears and we're left with seven senior players again. But for the time being, you know, this looks like it could be the right answer for us to stay up and hopefully get ourselves away from danger with a good few games left of the season. Um, you talk about the new players. Let's talk about a player who was signed a year ago, um, Perry NG. Um, I think he was man of the match according to Fort Mob yesterday, 8.1 uh, his rating. We moved him into the centre-half position, Ben. Um, he responded brilliantly, didn't he? Got the assist for the goal. Um, I think there were 10 recoveries, uh, three duels that he won, headed clearances, uh, three over overall clearances, five. He was intercepting balls. He was, it was quite a revelation there, wasn't it? Yeah, it took a 10, 15 minutes from the settle in. I think there was a couple of balls in not long after we scored where we started, we looked like there was the potential for that defence to sort of look like the City defence for the rest of the season. But everyone sort of calmed it. Morrison didn't stop talking the whole game and it brought in McGuinness who sort of became a lot more comfortable and especially NG who really understood his role and created the thing that we've sort of been missing in that centre-back partnership with someone that's mobile and agile. It gave someone an outlet to play the ball to because as good as Nelson, as Nelson can be all right on the ball, but he's not, someone you'd call like the classic ball player centre-half. Um, NG, that looked natural to him. Okay, he's not the tallest. He's not going to win, as we saw with the cold. He's not going to win too many headers. But um, yeah, just create that mobility, create that link between the midfield and defence we've been crying out for. It was an absolute masterstroke to put in there, to be honest, because I was wondering where he was going to fit in in this new squad, because he's a talent and he's one of our actual players that we're going to be having next season. So he needed to play. And yeah, this shows is what happens when you have someone at the back who can play a pass, which we've been lacking for months and months now. You know, it just puts us back on the front foot um, straight away, you know, having a cutting pass through the centre. What teams have been doing to us as well, just cutting straight through our midfield. So it was just so refreshing to see a ball-playing player play in that position. It's what we've been crying out for. I don't think any of us knew who the answer would be. But if he carries on that way, it looks like he might be that answer. He was not the person I was expecting it to be. Yeah, exactly. You could say he would form a great part of our engine and he brings a lot of energy to that 
to that. I was wondering oh, where that's... the energy was coming from. Yeah. was coming in. Got it, mate. Did it. Don't worry about that. I had Got it already on lock. Um, <laughs> so I'm coming over for you for this one. Um, Morrison back at the back with two R's, obviously. Um, was brilliant at centre-halves. You could see him barking orders. Back to his usual self. Rolls was, as we've already said, incredible in the centre midfield. We talk a lot about the players who are out of contract and the players, you know, I think we've already resigned to the fact we're probably going to lose people like Pack, Bakuna, Volks and Flint at the end of the year. But would you, I think Morrison showed yesterday that still some um, merit to keeping him. And I think Rawls is showing that we should be building the team around him. Are they the two players that you want to pick? Are they the old guard coming good for once? I think so. And it's, it's gone up and down this season with people's thoughts on Morrison. And, you know, I, I think I came to a point where I was on kind of 50-50 on it. But it just shows what an old head around the dressing room can do, you know, he stepped back in and he was quality, you know, he's got his kind of um, restrictions now, he's not as quick as he once was, when he was never rapid anyway, but you can tell he's he struggles a little bit now on the turn and things, but you know, if you're playing someone like Perry NG alongside him, you get a system that suits the type of footballer that Sean Morrison is, he'd be a great asset to have in this squad and if we were letting him go, I think there'd be plenty of clubs queuing up to have him in their squad, but roles, yeah, you know, you look at Twitter after the game it's what everyone was saying, right? Just give him a contract because we, know, we said it on the view from the Indian Twitter page and um, did, did indeed. L- let me see how many likes that got because that's a pretty good indication of whether we should give him a new contract or not. The club listened to us very closely. Uh, <laughs> 797 likes on that tweet. So, um, if the club are listening, that's your that's your public opinion right there. Exactly that. But that's no, more I... than a representative sample of the sort of 18,000 people who go to games. So uh, there we go. Sorry, Tom, you can finish your point. I can't remember what it was now. Just Rolls is uh, great. I think, I think effectively keep yeah, keep Morrison and Rolls. Keep Rolls. Yeah. Keep Rolls. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was a bloke behind me the whole game. I don't know. I don't know who he was, but we'll he had John. the most fantastic accent I've heard down the city. It was like we'll a proper old, proper old school Valley Scally accent. It was superb the whole game, and he just loved Joe Rolls. I've never heard like man crushing like the bloke was in his sixties. And just spent the whole game gushing about Joe Rolls. It was so funny just to listen to it. I, I I was always a big, you know, in the Premier League year, he came in for a lot of stick. And I think at the start of the season, he wasn't brilliant. But by the end of the year, though, I think I remember the Brighton game in particular, where we beat them 2 0 away from home. He was everywhere in that game, winning tackles, playing the possession passes, playing the short passes, always looking for the option. I think what we fail to recognise sometimes as a fan base is that we need players who can do the simple things really well, but are also bloody good footballers. I think when you compare him to someone like Volks or Pack, he's he's streets ahead of them, really. Yeah. Um, and, and he's got a wand on him. Like that shot for Isaac Davis's goal was an absolute belt. And I wish it had gone in, but I was really glad that Davis was able to get his first league goal and shove it in Morrison one hour's face. Um, Tom, we, we kind of talked about the, the criticism of Davis a few times on this pod. It, it's kind of worked though, hasn't it? Davis is, 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 is playing well. Yeah. It's, it, I, I don't know what to make of it. Like I, I still, I, I don't, I don't think Morrison one eye is a genius. I think he's very quick to shoot off his tongue and like kind of, that's not a saying, is it? <laughs> shoot off at the mouth. Yeah, he there we go. Shoot off at the mouth. Shoot off at the tongue. That's a thing now. But mouth off at the tongue. Yeah, it's just uh, I think I think it's worked out for him this time. And you know, like like we said before, perhaps he did know what Isaac Davis's character was like, and he perhaps he did know he could take it. But yeah, he he's a very intelligent footballer, Isaac Davis. I still think he's very raw. I still think you know, that every now and again he makes the wrong decision, but he gets into some fantastic positions. You know, um, I, I'm really excited to see 
um, where he takes Cardiff or where, where, or where we take him because I think he could be a regular starter for us in, in well, the years to come. I reckon we'll take him to Barnsley next on Wednesday and then maybe oh, hope so. on Sunday. Um, so so that's hopefully where we'll take him. Ben, final point on the Nottingham Forest game before we get onto the transfers. Um, we talked about the SA being one of the best performances we've seen in a while. Um, the stats on FOTMOB to play Devil's Advocate show we made less passes um, than we previously had, about 160 accurate passes yesterday, while in previous games it's been in a sort of four 500 mark. We created more chances. We had much less of the ball. Um Obviously, it looks like a better performance, but is that the kind of performance we want to see? Do we want less of the ball? Do we? Do we? Or is it just about adapting for the team we're playing? It's about adapting for the team you're playing. It's doing stuff. If you're seeing none of the ball, it's about doing stuff with it, and that's what we did most of the game. It, there's, there was, it was very little sort of knocking about for the sake of knocking about with us compared to what Forrest were doing, and it really paid off. Um, like I've never been a guy. Look, we want to see us holding to the ball more. We want to see us sort of try and keep possession better but this is more of I'd much rather see this kind of performance week in week out compared to some of the stuff we've seen when we've got 60% possession done nothing with it like the Blackburn game for example mm-hmm. um, you can't say it was boring I thought we were really really good to watch it was really enjoyable yeah I'm fine with keeping that sort of style if that's what gets us favourite up the league and I think other teams aren't going to keep the ball as much I think if we keep playing that way not every team's sort of going to be playing the same sort of style as Steve Cooper's a Steve Cooper side, they're going to see more of the ball and hopefully create more chances and hopefully we'll start seeing a few more goals going. And like I said, Steve Cooper will be delighted with the win as a Cardiff fan. Um, he'll be sad that his team lost, but delighted that you'll be able to get home to his dad and say he's made him proud for once. Was anyone else sort of hearing when they were chatting to Steve Cooper as a wanker, just picturing his old man in the canton doing it to his own son? Mm. I really, really hope that happened. I reckon it did happen, you know. Um, I, I find no Keith Cooper. Um, and that's the Nottingham Forest Roundup. But, of course, it's transfer deadline day. Um, the transfer deadline closes in 53 minutes and hot off the presses, lads. We've signed Ike Piazu. It's been announced by the club. He's in. What number shirt is he going to be wearing, Ben? He's been given... Kiefer's not even cold in the ground and he's been given his new number. He's given his number 10 away. Well, he ain't be wearing it, is he? So, no, someone exactly, else yeah. Um, and, um, it, you know... Keith Moore's a prick now, so fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Until the Wales games, which Until the, me, the Wales games, Tom then, yeah. clearly love more than Cardiff City. We're not allowed to speak. About don't that. say that, you know. Don't say the not, W word here. Don't say the W word around here, uh, Wally. Um, uh, anyway, transfer window. Um, so far, let's have your snap reactions, Tom. What do you rate our business out of ten? Uh, six. Six, Ben. Yeah, I go six. Uh, looking six. stronger, but this, it's still frustrating, isn't it? It's still one of those things of <laughs> Cardiff just have to do something to annoy you. And yeah, 3.5 million for Kiefer is low. Let's get into that shortly. Uh, first, I'm going to go to Twitter for some reactions from um, the fans. Uh, Tom Carter, in relation to Kiefer Moore, feels like Bobby Reed all over again, releasing a very talented player because he's got one eye on another club. Uh, Mark Carter, friend of the pod. Shame we couldn't hold on to more, but the fear is the only part of that I'm gutted about, really. Overall, it's a decent window. Brought in a lot more of a squad balance, plenty of energy enthusiasm. Don't know much about Surridge, but he always calls loads MFM. Obviously, that was when we were linked with Sam Surridge earlier on, um, but he's not coming in now. Very solid window, Dan Lowe says. Obviously, gutted about Kiefer Moore, but think Hugh Gilwaters... Um, and I'm going to guess he's going to mean Ikpiaz, who now combined can be as good as he was last season. Love the the look of Doyle, classy player with that hint of Man City. Drummer and Dotty also seem very effective in going forward too. Seven out of ten, I I M O. 
James Roberts thinks it's a good window, but if the board really have sold him for 3.5 million, they need sacking. Uh, Simbo, gutted to see more go for as little as 3.5 million, especially as you know, it won't go into the fund for a new player. Not sure about Dotty, Drama and Hookhill. Um, not sure about um, Dotty, Drama and Hughill look inspired loan signings, but Doyle, I think we work out to be the best one. Give Rolls a contract now. Diff MJ, excellent window with zero resources. We had a team with six new faces that outplayed a team challenging for top six. Give Morrison the keys to rebuild in the summer with some funds for permanence and we'll do good things. Paul Grono, friend of the pod. Squad looks much stronger now than when the window closed. I th- think we've recruited well enough to stay up. Eight out of ten for me, given the loss of more, who I'm generally gutted to lose. Um... K, but this is about storage. K49745 says, don't want that Jack coming in. I can't lie. You've got your wish. Also comes somewhere we're going to have 17 players left the club. Pat, smart business. Seemed to be good depth for the rest of the season. Doyle, the creative spark we were looking for. Recalling Wintour may be more important than we thought. Potentially could have got another centre-back and shame to see more go, but seems like the right thing to do. Uh, Gareth Enticott, there was a reason he was January in the calendar. Now to use that money for Rawls' new contract. Uh, Yanto 1927 decent loan so far not sure 3.5 million pounds is the right right price especially with a 15% sell-on going back to Wigan hope we've put one on two or a bonus based on promotion not appearances you guys must be buzzing though he'll get more quality support in readiness for Wales games now looking at yeah. you two for that one um, and JB Stone more in my opinion <laughs> needs to be sold more, in my opinion, needs to be sold. Could have got a bit more for him, but he's approaching 30, entering the final year's contract and not really a striker that in fashion right now. Recoup the money to pay off some of the debt, help stabilise the club, and I think five up front would have been better. That's obviously the big news, Ben. Kiefer Moore has gone. Uh, depending on what reports you read, um, he's gone for three and a half million plus add-ons. There's a 15% sell-on clause with Wigan, but that might just be on the profits of the deal. The obvious question is, what do you make? of um the more sale am i disappointed i i was just running i was resigned to it happening i think we all knew he was going to go um i was just expecting probably a bit more up front i think the club will probably expect that as well but the club has uh, just made such a habit of what we said in the chat the club have gone in constantly to negotiations with a weak hand mm-hmm. they've constantly gone out and pleaded poverty for so long that every club's gone well you're going to accept this at some stage you may as well do it now so yeah, like it's 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 a situation of our own making. We probably could have got more for him, but it's just he's gone, move on. I'll still support him for Wales and good luck to him. But the transfer request, at the end of the day. Yeah, the transfer request. He put a transfer request in. He didn't want to be here. He's been in at Southampton all week, um, just waiting for this move to go through. It's just one of those players. Look, we're in a situation where we need everyone pulling the same same direction and at the moment Kiefer's not doing that so he's got to go and yeah like I said I think overall as a squad we look stronger we're missing a massive part of that like losing a striker that scored 20 goals for us but it's one of those and it's football Tom does the 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 transfer request does the the way he's left leave a sour taste in your mouth obviously he had a brilliant season last year he's not really been at it this year um, and now he's kind of obviously behind the scenes been angling for a move. Does that does that show his lack of commitment? It, it does leave a sour taste, definitely. I think we were all crying out to watch him hit 20 goals again because we missed it because of COVID, you know. But I think every Cardiff fan was excited to see Kiefer Moore hit those heights again this year and it just hasn't happened. Um, you know, he's been in and out of the team this year with like COVID and injuries and stuff as well. So it just it's never got going. I think that's the pity. Um, the the transfer request, and I think it's very interesting that the club have openly said 
that mm-hmm. it was a transfer request he handed in as if they want to kind of shuffle the blame as if, look, our hands are a little bit tired here. Um, you know, you could turn it down, but I think it is sensible in the end. You know, we get money for him. It's a player who didn't want to be there. And like Ben said, we need people pulling together right now. And he looked, he's always a bit of a grumpy player anyway, but he has looked miserable when he's been playing for Cardiff. He was a frustrated figure and he clearly wanted out. Uh, I'm assuming he wanted out in the summer, but a reading between the lines. And, you know, it's madness. So when you look at the reaction um, and more people are probably kind of, apathetic about him going than gutted now and if you asked us that six months ago it would be unthinkable but it just shows how how it's been in the last few months and yeah just I think it's probably as much as it pains me to say it, a sensible move for all parties it's mental isn't it? we've gone from at the start of the season it was keep Kiefer more and hope for a playoff push yeah but deep in a relegation battle and him going isn't the biggest disaster in the world Football's a funny old thing, how quickly it changes. Yeah, and I think that's where the, the valuation comes in, right? I think, we, you know, we, the general feeling is is that we didn't get enough money for him, Ben. Um, it's about 3.5 million with up to 5 million with add-ons, promotion bonuses, you assume that kind of thing. Um, I don't think 5 million is, is, is unfair. I think 5 million is probably the fair value. And that's because our valuation of him as a player has changed, right? A year ago, he was our only player scoring goals. If we'd told him at the end of last season, we'd have been looking for 10 million plus, right? This season it's come to a position where we're we're not really playing him. He hasn't played properly all season. I think what he's 10 or 12 appearances, something like that. Very bitty. He's he's only scored a few goals. He hasn't scored as many as last season. It feels like five million is probably a fair valuation for him. Yeah, if you if it was a five million upfront fee, I don't think we could grumble too much. If it was a couple more, if it was a mill or two more in add-ons as well, even better. Um, I made the joke on Twitter about it being half of what we got for Zahor. But you think Keith is 29 years old. He's had one 20 goal season in this at this level. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 18 months left in his contract. Realistically, we weren't going to get 10, 12 million we were hoping for for him. So it's not a bad deal. It's not like the worst deal the club's ever conducted. It's not a great deal. I think, I think Bournemouth will be pretty happy with what they got. But Luck. We're not in a situation where we can sort of hold out for more and hope he stays and lose him on a free. He's gone, move on. And yeah, it helps that we got a win yesterday because I think if we had lost that game at Forest, yeah. it would be a totally different reaction on Twitter. Yeah. Tom, are you are you secretly glad of last question on more that the the more circus is over? It's kind of traveled around with us since last summer. Would he stay? Would he go? It's kind of you know over now. He's gone. There's, there's nothing to worry about. So the, the, the kind of pressure's off the club in that regard. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it has been shuffling on for a while. And yeah, it's nice that it's just, it's, it's done. You know, I, I I am a little bit gutted that, I know I'd love to have seen him here for a few well, as, seasons. As and, a big Wales fan. No, no, as a big Cardiff fan, huge <laughs> Cardiff fan who's in a Cardiff shirt right now. I'm, I wish there's a video pod. I've got a picture of Ninian Park behind me. I'm in a Cardiff shirt. I'm really trying here. No, but... Um, <laughs> No, I am. I, I think it is good that it's, it's done now. Um, I, I would love to have seen him like get two or three seasons of twenty goals for us, but you know it, it was inevitable. I think that when we saw how we started this season, that it wasn't going to happen again. So yeah, I think it's probably a good thing. I'd see you soon, Kiefer, when you're at the CCS playing for Mighty Wales, 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 the greatest national team in the world. 
Um, yada, yada, yada. Um, let's talk about the rest of the business, Ben. Um, obviously, we've already kind of touched upon it already. We've signed uh, Hugel's come in on loan. We've signed Drama from Leeds. Doyle's coming from Man City. Dotty's coming from Stoke. Um, we also brought back Wintle and Waters, who were, were on loan elsewhere. And we've obviously just had the, the confirmation that Ikpiaz, who's come in. It's it's an important time for squad building, isn't it? We've, we've looked lean in the squad in, in recent weeks. I mean, it was West Brom away when I think it was only... Um, the keeper on the bench, you'd say, was a first-team footballer. The rest are all young players. Um, now, all of a sudden, we've built out the squad and it looks like we've got some some reinforcements for an important time. Yeah, it's a bit more depth, isn't it, with a lot more football and experience. We're delighted to see these youngsters come through. We've been crying out for it for a long time. But like um, like Morrison with 1R said in a press conference, these are young lads that are not experienced in championship football. They don't know what it's like to go on a run of winning games. They don't know what it's like to be in a, sort of this run of losing games. Sometimes it can work in your favour if you've not got that pressure, but you also need that bit more of experience around them. We've brought that experience in without going for stupidly old players and keeping to sort of this new ethos that the club wants to build. Um, and yeah, just padded out a very thin squad. Um, it makes you excited because it's like we said, we've said for a few pods now, the next few weeks could really be shit or bust for us. So I'm pretty happy with the incomings. It's more, yeah, it was more the outcomings that sort of pulled the score down. I think you stood. Oh, sorry. Let me finish my question, Tom. Then sorry, I'll man, I've carried away. Um, ben, who stood out for you so far? Obviously, it was the first time we saw um, Dottie and Hugel yesterday, or, or Doughty. I'll say his name a, ten, a million different ways for the end of the pod. Um, but I think um, Doyle's looked really good in the games he's played so far. Um, is there anyone that you're, you're really excited about? Yeah, I've quite enjoyed the, the comparisons to uh, Doyle to Camarasa on Twitter. I'm not <laughs> saying they're the same levels, but you sort of, you know, those lone players that sort of come in that you fall in love with only for them to leave and break your heart. He could quite easily fall into sort yeah. of that, that category. He looks an absolute talent. He looks fantastic. Not afraid to get stuck in, playing with the ball, good at quality set pieces. He looks like he could be a real fan favourite for the club. Um, drama, um, I was a bit disappointed with the first couple of games. I thought he sort of Rude. just didn't look... It's a, it's tough to sort of rate him, sort of write him off after that. But I was a bit disappointed with his two performances. He didn't look like he was comfortable playing wing back but um the forest game looked he was brilliant up and down the pitch did everything he needed to and looked really solid defensively so yeah but doyle's the one that i think everyone's gonna get excited about and speak about for a few years to come tom what were you gonna say a minute ago when i cut you off i can't remember but i'll say something else no say um, something nice about the, the thing is about tom on. isn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think the thing with doyle is that um speak to my mate who's a man city fan like He's known as being a leader, and you can see that. There's a reason why he's been a captain for like the the age group levels of Man City. You know, he's played, he's had England caps and stuff as well. He's clearly got that. You could see with the way he was having a discussion with Rawls over one of the free kicks. He's confident. You know, he's confident in in his abilities and stuff as well. And I think he's a perfect fit into that into that role he's come into. And I think the only reason that my score out of ten was so low, a six out of ten, is just because. They're not permanent signings. Mm. It is still papering over cracks. We're still going to be left with an absolute threadbare squad at the end of the season. But I think, you know, if you're just judging it by the player and not whether they're permanent, I think it's been some really, really good business. And I am much less nervous now going into this bank of games on the back of a win as well before going into these games against Barnsley and Peterborough. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot less negative than the podcast last week. Um. Uh, and Ben, perhaps 
crucially as well, um, you know, we're talking about the players coming in and we talked about Keith and Moore going. There's, there's been some movement with some of the younger players as well. We've so far seen that um, I think Kieran Evans has gone to Linfield. Uh, Tom Sang has been announced that he's signing for St. Johnson until the end of the year. And there's talk about Kieran Brown going to Oxford and Keenan Patton potentially leaving on loan as well. Um, obviously, Sang's been injured, but I was impressed with him when he played when he, um, last season under Mick. He's been injured, so obviously needs the game time. Brown, similarly, not really getting in the squad. Um, Evans and, and, and Patton need some kind of men's football to bulk them up. Is that a, a crucial thing in kind of getting them ready for next season, six months down the line, when we come back into pre-season, when the squad will be more threadbare? We're going to have players with men's football experience under their belt. Yeah, it's really important that we've spoke a lot about players going out of contract and losing a lot of senior players. The last thing we want to be doing is sort of replacing those with players like Sang, who at the moment he's, he's far behind. You look at that bench, you see... Pack Volks mm-hmm. aren't sort of blocking his pathway there. Bowen probably, arguably, if he's fit as well, sort of makes the bench over Sang at the moment. He Great needs to go out. as well, Bowen. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking then what? Um, so yeah, Sang needs to go out and get some senior football, play in Scottish League. We clearly see it's the place to go for midfielders at the moment. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. hopefully he goes up there and does well in the, in the Scottish Premier League. Um, Brown, his contract's up in the summer. It's just sort of move on, enjoy CEX in the summer, have a good summer selling DVDs and he'll move on to another club. And then, yeah, the youngsters going out to sort of Hereford who play, I think, are they National, they're National League North, aren't they're they? National League South, yeah, South or North, whichever North, one is. They're in the North, bizarrely, even though they're by Brecon. But um, yeah, he'll do well there and Evans out in the Irish League is, it's not a bad stand either. We've seen some good players come from there. So for both of those, senior football is going to be good for him, better than playing what's happening with the under-23s. Um, Tom Ben mentioned it there. Um, it's it's, it's something that's happening at another club. Um, it's been a, a busy transfer window for for people involved with Cardiff City. Neil Harris has just signed for Gillingham as manager. Um, Gareth Bale could be coming back to Cardiff before eleven o'clock. We don't know. Um, <laughs> there is some talk that might happen, but I haven't uh, checked Frank's Twitter account to see if it is. <laughs> whilst we've been uh, recording, obviously the the Aaron Ramsey news has broken. He's gone to Rangers on loan um, until the end of the season. Um, a bizarre one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it coming. Um, I think from a footballing point of view, I can see why it's happened. You know, they're a club challenging for a title. You know, you after European football, he needs game time, and he'll certainly get game time there. So for for his career, it's probably a good. It's a good move, but I think a lot of Wales fans um, probably won't be too happy with it. From more to do with the off-field stuff to do with that club. Um, and, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting one. Um, of all the kind of Welsh players to go there, I, he's the one I kind of wouldn't expect to, you know, especially with, you know, his likes of Ledley going to Celtic and stuff mm-hmm. as well, they're, they're mates. You know, I'm surprised surprised he hasn't had a word in his ear and go, mate, the, you know, have you thought about going somewhere else? But, yeah. Maybe there, there was nowhere else to go. Maybe, yeah, they're or Burnley, so it's not... It's, you know, he hasn't got loads of options up into him, has he? But he, he's missing out on Big Window in Burnley, the greatest pub in, in existence. That is true. Didn't think about that. Uh, big Window, £2.10 a pint of Cronenberg, and you never know who you're going to meet in there. Some absolute fucking lunatics. Um, he's, he's going to Glasgow. It's it's yeah. like the natural habitat of nutters. If, you, if you're after people in pubs... I don't know, mate. Burnley's mate. pretty weird. Glasgow is unbeatable for just... What, what, what are nicely described as characters? Well, I hope you meet some nice characters and maybe by before the end of the season we can go watch Aaron Ramsey play 
in 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 the Scottish League at a club that isn't Rangers. I don't know, go to Hibernian or something like that and watch them play. Don't uh, take it to sort of the club endorsing Celtic over Rangers. I think I speak for all of us when I dislike both sides equally. Um, I wouldn't say I, speak for all of us. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really <laughs> care. Um, but I Obviously, definitely yeah, I prefer it. Celtic. Not <laughs> either of them. Why don't you like Celtic, Ben? Go on, get into this. Let's get let's get. Let's not on this spot. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Come on. And what's next on the agenda? All right, let's talk about more. Let's talk about other things closer to home. Um, as you may have seen from our Twitter account, twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian, uh, we announced our um, our first ever fashion line last week uh, in collaboration with Tor Sports, um, TOR Sports. Uh, we have produced a uh, Cardiff City inspired football kit from the 92 93 season, that classic South Wales Echo kit, but in the view from the Ninian theme. Um, Pre sale is open now. I think it's open until the 13th of February. Is that correct, Ben? It is 13th of February, it will go off sale, and that'll be it then. It will never go back on sale. It'll never go back on sale. So this is unless a chance people to ask us, point, unless people ask money. us really nicely and offer more money. Um, so d- don't listen to us. Um, if you need more information, go to our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash VFT Union, or go to torsports.co.uk slash product slash VFTN 2022 classic shirt, T-O-R dashsports.co.uk and you can find all the information there. You've got until the 13th of February to place your pre-order. Shirts will ship in March um, and you can own the, the nicest card of City shirt since the South Wales Echo shirt in 1992-93 and support the podcast in the process because we need money. Yeah, uh, huge shout out to everyone that sort of bought one so far. Um, yeah. We've hit numbers I was really, I wasn't expecting to the end of the pre-order. So yeah, cheers for everyone. It's been wicked to see the response. Yeah, and um, yeah. It's, yeah, we're, we're quite touched by that actually, because um, you know we thought we'd be the only three people buying one. <laughs> and I've been bought one yet. <laughs> and uh, all right. Um, but um, yeah, so thanks to everyone who's bought one so far. And like I said, you've got about two weeks left to get your pre-orders in, and then those shirts will ship in March. Right. Moving on to the more general Twitter um, comments of this week. Uh, Sam Hill. I mean general i just had some people reply to one tweet about transfer window and some people will reply to another tweet so that's why i separated them out uh because sam hill 180 says decent transfer window back morrison with one r well to get in some decent players for the system and fit in with the progressive style he is trying to implement what a performance from all the boys yesterday especially the rolls royce and paolo maldi ng brilliant proves to be a catalyst fingers crossed uh simon hiscox i haven't felt that satisfied since leaving this uh, leaving the ccs since about three years ago granted two of those were rona ridden 2020 and 2021 new signings look superb looks and feels like a different team playing proper football benefactor how bennett the rasping dog where do we find this right center back ng he's class he's class um he was asking a question about Kiefer Moore, but he's gone, so um I can't answer that one. And can he just say, Well done, Diane, Max Waters, great play today. Chris Stevens, hope that we can avoid the drop. Looks like Morrison won R now has the players to play his brand of football. First game I've enjoyed in a long while. Ryan, friend of the pod, really encouraging stuff like night and day from last week. Hopefully it's the turning point for Morrison with one R. What was the best decision he made this week? Morrison for Flint, that's two R's Morrison. NG for RCB or something else. Um, and Matthew Davies says, I can't help but you thinking getting everything off your chest in last week's pod has played a massive part in this week's performance. Ben, what was the best decision Morrison with one R made yesterday? I don't know. Um... <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> What was you know, the best decision he made? Down, no, Ben, it? you said you didn't know. Tom, what was the best decision he made? Uh, NG at centre-back. Said with Anything? no confidence whatsoever. I have to say something. Yeah, didn't... exactly, Ben. You hung him out to try. I'm no, moving I... on to the next. You're not even going to get to say anything now, Ben. 
Tom, are you going to take something else then? No, 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 that was my answer. NJ sent about best decision by Morrison. Nathan Willett, assuming he keeps us up, wondering if Morrison's role pits, uh, post post role. I'll start that again. Assuming he keeps us up, wondering what Morrison's role will be post this season. Don't think he's the one to lead us through a real rebuild, but clearly an asset with the club. With Purse managing the under 23s, that role isn't an option anymore. What is the ideal role for him at the club? Ben, I'll come to you on this one. Have you got an answer to that? Yeah, keep him as manager. At the moment, there's no reason. I, I've not seen any reason to make the change. There's no one out there that screams City must go in for this person. We'd be mad not to get them. The progress is there for everyone to see based on Sunday. Why make the change? Why sort of cause this disruption? Let's give him time. He's he, There's no doubt. I say there's no doubt. It's Cardiff City with this board, so there is massive doubt. But hopefully, now this window's out the way, the club can really get down to planning the next 12 months and onwards, to be honest, sort of looking at putting a real footing in place and sort of addressing the big issue of us criticising that's been very short-sighted for such a long time. This club, the club, while next season could be really, really long, could be worse than this year, um, the club is sort of lucky in a way that we're in the place to really build for the future. We've got a good foundation that who knows, maybe if we do things right, and that's a big if for the way this club is run, things might improve over the next couple of years. Tell you who a manager out there who we could get who's available. I don't know if you've heard of him, a guy called Mick McCarthy. <laughs> He's gonna send him, isn't he? Uh oh is he interesting. Um James Brook, not so much transfer related question, but looking ahead to the Liverpool game, I've noticed a small problem that both Drummy and Dotty, Doty, the Stoke player who I can't seem to get his name right, are cup tied. Um, Tom, this one's for you. With this in mind, how do you expect we'll look for the cup game? Are we really trusting Liverpool on on uh, bagging on the left against Liverpool? I'm not asked. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, um, the cup game is irrelevant to me. Um, based after sort of what I saw this seen this weekend, play the youngsters, let them have a good time, let them gain that experience. There's nothing to lose. We've got absolutely nothing to lose in that game. But we have. Lots and lots of goals going past us. I, I yeah. would not play the youngsters. I'd put the strong, a strong team out. And I, you know, no, but I'm saying the fullbacks now, you're going to, NG's going to go back in. They're not going to have Salah. They're not going to have Mane. It's only going to be Diego Giotta. Oh, God. <laughs> only Giotta. We've dealt with him before. Um, no, I, I don't think the players will go there and get humiliated. I don't think it's going to be a sort of 9 0 game. I don't think we've got any chance of picking anything out of the game, but you're I'm, wrong. More foc- I'm more focused on sort of, yeah, worrying about the next game. Barnsley is more important to me than um, the Liverpool game at the moment. Tom, do you agree? No, I'm convinced we're going to get something from it. No. All right. Cup fever's taken over. You know, we're going to be mate. We're going to cause an upset. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about that in more detail shortly. Yeah, true. Um, Coyalini, just some so much better. Everyone contributed. Can't remember us winning so many tackles. Oliver Reese, four of the back outstanding midfield pack, not Marlon dominant. New signing, breathing fresher into team. Klopp's currently at home, shitting himself. Would you trust Morrison beyond this season, given his good record and transfer windows so far with the inevitable rebuild? I think the consensus is that yes, we would trust him. Uh, James Roberts, fair play to Morrison. One R went out and got players who can do it for him. That system today showed that it can work with the right players might be the first 90 minute performance of the season limited forest to very little say 
game again on Wednesday. Muscle emoji. Tyler James, Perry NG looked more comfortable at a position at centre-back than both Flint and Nelson have all season in their primary positions. Um, Di Reese, that felt like it may be a turning point in some form or another, but can we catch up with Hull still? Tom, can we catch up with Hull? Yes. That's it, positivity. Yeah, exactly. I, I, when you say about trusting Morrison going forward, I'm still not 100% convinced. And we, you know, we fell, some people fell into this trap with McCarthy. This time, we're getting carried away after one result, not just mm. a run of four or five games. So, you know, I'm not going to get too carried away. If, if he carries on with this upward trajectory and we finish the season well, then great. But I'm going to, I'm still not 100% convinced at the moment. So I think we need a good few more weeks. Well, I guess get Mick McCarthy back in at the end of the year anyway. <laughs> yeah, Ian, uh, much better. And hopefully this is us turning a corner. However, there was still a lot of defensive and mistakes. Can't be perfect, Yayan. Rome wasn't built in a day. Rubberman, play like that every match until the end of the season and we'll be fine. Any injuries to low knees and we could be fucked. Wow, it's so, a suite of contrasts. <laughs> Sadly, it shows how young since he came up from the under-23s this season. Simply aren't good enough and already for the championship. Um... I, I don't agree with that. See, I think there's a difference between ready for the championship and sort of making the breakthrough year and being dropped in at 19 years old and playing 46 games in the championship with, as your you're only left back, if we're using Bagan for an example. But also, he, it's like, it's a different side, isn't it? He's, it's like, we're, Bagan's we're, someone that's ready to make that step up to senior football and play championship football intermittently, but he was at no stage ready. One, to be given that number three shirt, you've got to win that. And two, to sort of play 46 games and expect it to be work out great from the start. And it's a, it's, it's a different manager. Like under McCarthy, yeah. we played a different brand of football. We played football where we were always on the back foot, always looking to, and you can't, you know, most good centre-halves can't be under, or most good, oh no, I say most good, most experienced players can't be under pressure for 90 minutes and not make any mistakes. If you're an 18, 19-year-old kid who's playing from the start, of course you're going to make one or two mistakes a game when you're under pressure for the whole time. Now, if we're on a front foot as a, as a forward-facing team, I, w- I would trust him a lot more. Yeah, I think and, he'd be better in that system as well, with a bit exactly. more intent, with the ball coming to his feet more. Um, and on that point, Tom, does Robin uh, Diaries ask again, does Ruben Colwell come back into this team? And if so, where and how? I don't know. I don't know what's happening with Colwell because like, he just hasn't kicked on like we'd hope. Like that, that like that Preston Cup game, you know, I was really hoping, you know, starting from the beginning of the game, will he like get a foot in, like kind of like take the game with the scruff of the neck? And he hasn't. And I'm not sure the management are that convinced by him at the moment either. So I'm really not sure where he does come in in that current system. You know, so, yeah. But he said, where, if he comes in, where? I don't think he does come in. I don't think Ooh. he fits in that current system at the moment. I think he does. I think he he is someone that will benefit from Doyle being at the club. I think he can come in and fill that role quite nicely. He's sort of the more advanced midfielder. He's not a striker. He's not a winger. I think him coming off the bench over the next few weeks and sort of Again, we put so much faith in him being sort of the answer to everything. And I'm just as guilty of it. I got wrapped up in the hype. Um, yeah. yeah, him dropping it. It's down to him to respond to this now. It's down to him to prove that when Doyle goes in the summer and we can't, if we can't get him back for next year, Kiefer's ready to take up that mantle. He'll learn how to play a position. Oop. If this is the system. Kiefer? Kiefer? We sold him, Bloody Ben. Hell, ben. Oh, God, look, man. Look at the sheet now. Um, if um, Ruben's ready, then he's that player to play in that position and then it's one less hole we need to plug from this massive sinking ship I was trying to think of a pun there about Ruben sandwich but I can see your mind ticking over yeah, as well thank you yeah. I'm glad <laughs> so you can cut uh, the Sa- no very good very good 
Um, There's I, mustard in a Reuben sandwich, Tom. You were looking very confused. Yeah, I was trying <laughs> to work it out. Yeah, flagging here. Sam Hardwell, what does Kiefer Moore have that Jordan Hugill doesn't? He was strong in the air, held it up, and actually thought Hugill was far better advancing with the ball. Now that Vaseline Kiefer Moore's gone, yeah, Vaseline is there. Now that Hugill's, now that Kiefer Moore's gone, would you be happy to see? Um, now that Kiefer Moore's gone, would you be happy to see Hugill take his place, Ben? Yeah, based on one game. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'm going to rifle through these because uh, we've got quite a few. Um, uh, Adam, apart from NG letting Davis go, what a complete performance. Hugel is someone we should have signed years ago. Uh, Finley Jones, now is the time to judge Steve Morrison as a manager with his own signings in the team. Ewan James, Perry NG as a centre-back. Who would have thought it? Could that be the solution until the summer? It could potentially be a longer-term solution. Uh, Sean Collins, playoffs. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, well, I think we've made some good signings who clearly want us to help survive can't believe I've seen half decent football forwards and real from the boys Alan Griffiths Perry NG looked a new player today Matthew Daly Perry NG was a different player in that three a bit of pace in the team and look at the difference to make six changes and everything every one of them made a difference Daniel Burns why did we ever loan Wintel out class today it's a question for the fucking ages that isn't it and Reese Joe Riles best he's been in years today I wonder if he's putting himself in a window I hope not I want to keep him forever and hug him and the final question on that one and I'm not sure if we've had this question before but I like it every time it comes up and I'm going to ask you both Daniel Morgan asks would you rather fight one Isaac Davis sized duck or 20 duck sized Isaac Davises uh, Tom you had an instant smile on your face so you're answering that one first uh, a big bloody duck 20 yeah I'm going to go <laughs> a duck what no it was a one, one Isaac Davis sized duck or 20 yeah, duck sized Isaac Davises so 20 so one... sort of that big Isaac Davis I could or boot one... all over the shop one eight Isaac Davis, but that's not going to be a big thing anyway. That's, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, just Isaac Davis in a duck he's costume. Got, he's got he's got the question wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, he hasn't. Of course he has. Because what would you rather? Would you rather fight one Isaac Davis sized duck? So would you rather? Oh no, yeah, he's, he's oh. A, big, a big duck. Yeah, I read it wrong. So would you rather fight like a five foot five? I guess he's that height duck or twenty duck sized Isaac Davises? One duck, please. All right, duck, duck for Tom. Ben. <laughs> yeah, he's not actually that big, so yeah. All right, duck. Two ducks. We're fighting the ducks, <laughs> uh, the mighty ducks. Um, I read that. I, I'm blaming my brain. Uh, and that's the Twitter questions for the week. And now we've we went on games. a good one there, isn't it? <laughs> was, yeah, ended on a good. One. I fucking confused myself. Um, anyway, let's look ahead. We've got two games this week. One on Wednesday. A Wednesday night game? What? Are we in the Champions League? No, it's the Championship. It's Cardiff against Barnsley in Barnsley at 1945 kickoff. Um, Tom, this is a big game. Uh, Barnsley are dead last bottom of the league. Um, they've only won two games all season um, out of 27. Uh, 14 points. Um, they have, I think they're the only team, one of the only teams to concede more than us. Um, one of three teams to concede more than us in the league. Um, not season defining because we won on Saturday, but something we need to win, isn't it, Tom? I think it's a void defeat more than anything. Um, we didn't Ooh. beat them first game of the season at home. So I, a part of me would take a draw, um, you know, four points from two games. I, I think we were all taken up before the Forest game. If you're looking at it as a bank of fixtures, I, 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 you know, I'd be very, very disappointed if we lost it. I think it is a game that we could and possibly should win. But if you offered me a draw now, I, I probably would take it. Ben, would you take a draw? 
No, I think we need to win. I think we need to put a little run together now uh, um, and sort of build that gap up again. You sort of look at it. It was that result against Forest was huge, not just because we got the three points and pulled up, put in a really good performance. We also stopped us getting cut too far adrift. Hull picked up a win on the weekend mm -hmm. and it was starting to look like the gap between us in the relegation fight and Hull was opening it up and it could be a case of we'd be cut adrift and it would just be us like one of five. Um, we're now six points clear of Reading and sort of not too far off those above us as well. If we put a win together, given some of the fixtures, those teams have got around us. Um, I say that, none of them are playing, are they? It's our games in hand. It's our game shit. in hand, but that makes it even more crucial to me. Yeah, so getting that obviously point, is three, it's three, points, three points behind Hull. It's, um, yeah, really important we get a win. And sort of yeah, build a run because that when have we had back to back wins this season? Don't think so. Not that I can remember. So um, to I'm win just, that was huge. Just looking at Barnsley's recent results, going back to the third of November was the last time they won, where they beat Derby County two one. Um, and since then they've lost to Hull two nil, lost to Fulham four one, lost to Swansea two nil, drew nil nil with Peterborough, drew one all with Huddersfield, lost two one to Barnsley, drew nil nil with West Brom. We've all drawn with West Brom. Lost to Blackburn, lost to Birmingham, lost to Nottingham Forest. Uh, lost to Bournemouth and have only beaten Barrow in the cup in a 5-4 romper stomper where I think Ollie Banks scored one of the best goals I've seen so far this season. Um, Tom, Barnsley are clearly not very good. They're bottom of the league with a reason. Um, but if you look at the stats from Saturday's game, they created a lot of chances against Bournemouth, albeit Bournemouth are down to 10 men, but they equaled them in numbers of chances. Um, you, you know, you said you, you're happy with the draw. Does, does this game worry you? Does this feel like a very Cardiff City game to throw away? I think I think that's why I was a bit kind of worried about getting a bit enthusiastic about it. I think beating Peterborough is bigger than beating Barnsley. And I think just that's why I was saying avoid defeat. But when you read that record back out, it does seem like I'm probably being a little bit too pessimistic and we should be going for a win. But, you know, it is away from home. Um, I just, I don't know, it's a tough... I, I don't think you could read, like, like you said, albeit down to 10 men. That's a big albeit. When you're saying, you know, they created as much chances, they should be creating more chances than 10 men, really. So mm -hmm. it's a game that wouldn't ordinarily worry me, but I think after coming out of such a positive result, it's more to do with it being Cardiff City than to do with any sort of form book. Well, I mean, what, what did we do last year? We lost to Coventry when they were struggling under Harris, obviously, um, and we lost to Wickham when they were bottom of the league. Yeah, exactly <laughs> it's not something that. that's out of the realm of a possibility. Um, Ben, is there any changes you'd make for this game? Keep the team as it is? I keep the team as it was um, and sort of build that understanding between them now. Um, you can make change, changes for the FA Cup game. I think for this, let's get those young, those new players in. Let's sort of build the understanding between all those players. That's really important. I was just thinking, do you remember at the start of the season when I said this is the Barnsley one all game was a game against two sides that are probably going to end up mid-table? Yeah, you feel like a fucking idiot now, don't you? Oh yeah, God, I didn't. I didn't realize how bad they were. Sort of looked at their fixture to look at their run of results. It's um, yeah, it's not a good look for them. No, and part of me feels like that when when the inevitable happens and that Ishmael leaves um, West Brom, he's going to go back to Barnsley because um, whoever they you know Barnsley hired that new manager at the start of the year who replaced Ishmael, who was dreadful, and they replaced him with this new guy. And I thought, okay, here they go. This is their the time when he turned it around and he's been even worse. Um, I mean, if I miss Mel, I'm taking that payoff, having the week, taking the rest of the year off and they could, then going back to Barnsley in the summer. But then, Barnsley will be relegated. Why, why, you wouldn't, why would you go back to a club in League One? I think... Because um, promotion's they, more fun than relegation. Because I can't look. Yeah. You've got yeah. this 
that if you're looking at that, I know it's a championship and anything can happen, but if you're looking at any team in that bottom three that look like they're going to stay up, it's going to be Derby. I put them above Peterborough at the moment. I don't see any momentum changing for Barnsley at all. No, I don't think so. But I think Ishmael did something there last season, right, where he came in and, and took them on the run to the playoffs. Um, and I just, and I wonder if they just think it's, you know, as soon as their, their manager goes, they've still got 19 games left and they're only eight points out of it. Um, there's still an opportunity for them to claw it back with with two or three wins. That whole picture changes because like, Reading are garbage, Peterborough are garbage. You know, we're just out of out of out of the way of things. It could all go wrong for us and Hull at some point. Um, I just don't think it's as clear cut as that. Um, predictions, yeah, yeah, it is fair enough. Ben, predictions away game at Barnsley at Oakwell. A um, lot of travelling fans. I understand it. I think we we've, we've sold a fair few tickets for this one. Ben. Are we winning? Are we losing? What's the score? Who's scoring the goals? Who's getting the yellow card? And um, how long is there going to be an injury time? Um, I'll go 3 2. Uh, two. Uh, I think Cardiff. I think Hugo will get Hugo will get one. Waters will get one. And uh, Wintle. I don't know enough of Barnsley players to say who will score for them. What was hey, the question? Who, who, got, who got a yellow card? Um, will Vox, banker. How we didn't get, we didn't bring up the grab and tackle. How do we not mention that? Will Vokes was on the pitch. Good tackle. It was a good tackle. Yeah, yeah, I know, but he still managed to absolutely cripple him. Oh, right. I thought you were saying it was a yellow. I said, no, yeah, it, it was still like, he won the ball and it was a good tackle, but he left a bit on him. You're there going, for fuck's sake, Will. Great stuff. Yeah, but I mean, that's what we signed him for. We knew he was a bit of a nutter. So he's nailed on for a booking, so I'll take that. Injury time, I'll go second half, injury time or first half. Uh, end of the game, please. Uh, I'll go five minutes. Whoa, Tom, same questions to you, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, nil nil, so no goal scorers. Clever. Um, no, and I thought that anyway, I wasn't just being lazy. Uh, yellow card for Doyle, and I think it'll be four minutes added on. I think four you've been very unrealistic over there, Tom. Why? Clean sheet, talking shite. Oh, yeah, that is far too optimistic. <laughs> No, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, clean sheet Claxon will be sounding. I'm going to go Cardiff City to win 2-1. Hugo with both goals um, and their goal will be scored by... Morrison I'm going to go with Gomez, uh, central midfielder for them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> name on, uh, on Wikipedia. Um, I think... What, did, what was the other questions I asked? Injury time. And yellow card. And yellow card. I think... I think um, I think your man Dotty or Doherty, I'll say his name right one point, is going to get a yellow card. And I think there'll be six minutes of out of time at the end of the game. Oof, huge. And then after Barnsley, Tom, Ben, it's the big one. It's the FA Cup round four against Liverpool away at Anfield. Um, about 8,000 tickets sold for this one. A lot of fans go in. Um, it's going to be a big day out for most people. People will actually be sitting in their seats for once because um, it's the away day uh, Jolly Boys on tour. Um, we've already kind of touched upon it in this game, Ben, but I'm going to ask the question, have we got a hope in hell of getting a result? There's always a hope. No, how small? But no. So we have got <laughs> So wait, you said there's always a hope and now you said there isn't hope. We've, well, there's always a chance, isn't there? No matter how small. But, but then I, he said there's no chance. There is no chance, yeah. Tom? Yeah, I think I've, I've got a sneaky feeling that we might get something. What? Well, uh, we, might, we might take it to extra time or something. We'll frustrate them at least. I'm, I I don't know why. It's just the I was so negative last week that I think I've come into this 
so positive that I've convinced myself that they're going to play kids and we're going to, we're, we're going to nick, we're nick a result up there. The one prediction I've got is we will somehow find a way to boil Klopp's piss. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. We'll I do could... something to really annoy oh, him. That's I a win for me. We've got Steve Morrison on the bench who could boil anyone's piss. Um, yeah. And I think Klopp and him fans. are... Yeah, <laughs> his own there. I think him and Klopp just aren't really going to see eye to eye, are they? No, <laughs> no. Um, on, a, on a, all manner of things. So um, that could be an exciting little um, tete-a-tete on the, on the sidelines. Um, Tom, both Seller and Sane look like they'll still be away at AFCON, even if they uh, get knocked out in the next couple of days. They're very unlikely to be playing against us on Saturday. Um, they'll probably play people like Minamino. Maybe Yotto will get a game. Um, they might play some of the youngsters like Curtis Jones. Does that give you cause for optimism? Or, you know, is a, a Liverpool youngster just probably far too good for us? Uh, Curtis Jones has played a lot of game time anyway, isn't he? Yeah, he's just yeah. the first one that came to my mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I, I wasn't trying to beat... <laughs> uh, uh, Robbie Fowler, is he young? Yeah, I think he's still walking yeah. a few in for them. Um, no, I think... You know, if they do play kids, you know, it does give you a little bit of hope. You know, we saw Shrewsbury in the last round go 1-0 up there when they had mm-hmm. strong players in the team. So, you know, the, the, there is always that hope, with, especially with the atmosphere that the Cardiff fans will generate while, while we're up there. You know, and it's the FA Cup. We've done it before. We've got results in the FA Cup before. I, I, I'm I, just excited for it. It's such a big occasion for the club. It's a welcome. Where I think before winning on the weekend, I was a little bit nervous that I could just be a trouncing on the back of a loss against Forest, but because we're going into it on a win, I think it is going to be just treated as a day out. People are going to have a great time. And I just hope we score. I really hope we score. I hope that, you know, us as fans got something to jump up and down about because it'd just be such a good occasion for everyone there. Um, ben, there's obviously talk of we have to make some changes, obviously with people being cup tied, all that kind of stuff. Is there anyone who didn't play on, on the weekend who you'd want to play in this game? Would you give someone like Mark Harris a go? Um, he's a Liverpool fan. He might be more fired up for this game. I think Pac's a Liverpool fan. Would you give them the opportunity to show what they can do at Anfield or would you keep it largely the same? i keep it largely the same just for sort of continuity thing. These Like I said, players coming in, was there five new players? Or sort of like un- that weren't there at the start of the month, sort of played against Forest. They're gonna as good as that Forest game was. They're gonna need time to bed in. Admittedly, it's a lot different playing at Anfield. I can't see us playing two strikers there, but I try and keep as many of them the same sort of if we can. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with Ben to be honest with you. I know we've got to have some sort of continuity, but yeah, yeah, totally agree with Ben. All right, then. Well, let's, you know, ask about the predictions for this one. Ben, um, we're going to go with um, first scorer, last scorer, injury time at the end of the first half. Um, who's getting booked between the 80th and the 90th minute? Um, what will boil Klopp's piss? Um, I'll go 4-1 to Liverpool. Didn't ask that. Didn't ask that, did I? Ask first scorer, score. last scorer. I don't think I did. We'll no, I'm, no, but I'm saying that we're... I'm 4-1, so we're only scoring right. one goal. Um, I think that'll fall to Sean Morrison. Is he going to be the first or last scorer? Well, first scorer, because he's the only scorer for us. I meant for the whole game. I'm not predicting that, get fucked. <laughs> Unrealistic wow. demands. We're a Cardiff City podcast, on. podcast. No, we're a Wales podcast, as we all know. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to score. Morrison will get a goal. Jota get the second. We'll go one nil up. Jota will get the hatch four goals. 
I like the fact that I just lazy. Like, this, <laughs> this random prediction that I just sort of just throws you off completely. You're like, uh, like you can't get your head around it. It's late. It's been a long. It's my first day back in the office. I haven't got up at six o'clock in the morning for a long time. Ooh, ooh it's hard being an adult. It is. <laughs> the fucking yeah. con. All right, oh. just quit then. All right, so I'll come into that. Come on, let's get into deep again. <laughs> What were the other ones? Um, who's going to get booked um, in the 80th minute? Klopp. Somehow yeah, he'll get booked. I'll go with that. Um, what will boil his piss getting that yellow card? Any, Sorry, any... I'm just distracted by Aaron Ramsey. Oh, it's just wrong, isn't it? Okay, he's wrong. Nope, let's, again, let's not get on to that. Tom, um, over to you, same questions. Are we going to win 2-1? I know you didn't ask that. Um, but our two goals will come from... Hugh Gill and Sean Morrison and Liverpool's goal will come from Minamino what else right. did you ask uh, injury time at the end of the first half will be a solitary one minute <laughs> classic uh, yeah and a yellow card will go to Wintle and what's going to boil Klopp's face Morrison with one hour really winding him up the whole game alright um, I'm going to go Cardiff are going to win 2-1. Um, I think the first goal is going to be scored by uh, Hugh Gill, um, if he can play. I don't know if he can. Oh, that's um, a good point. The last goal will be scored by them and it's going to be scored by Curtis Jones. Um, at the end of the first half, there'll be two minutes of injury time. I think Will Vox is going to get a low card and I think what will boil Klopp's piss is that Will Vox is going to take throw-ins and using the towel to dry the ball. And he will get very angry about that. And his, his mouth will do that thing where it goes slightly unaligned because he does that quite a lot. Um, I like Klopp, despite what I said earlier. Um, and that's it. Uh, that's the Liverpool game discussed, the Barnsley game discussed. Thanks for joining us. It's probably been quite a long podcast. Um, so thanks for making it all this way. If you like what we do, go to twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. There you'll find the information about our retro shirt. Um, if you want to give us some money for what we do, go to kofi.com forward slash VFT Ninian. Uh, we do this for the love, not the money. Um, and any donations go towards our running costs, and that will be greatly appreciated. Um, ben, have, have I missed anything there? Uh, no, just buy the shirt as well. Don't forget that. Yeah, buy the fucking shirt. Stop being skint flints. Buy the shirt. Tom, anything you want to add to the shirt buying, please? Uh, no, I think you've said you've both covered it lovely. Oh, lovely stuff. Uh, ben, thanks for joining me once again. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming back so I don't get the grief on Twitter. Yeah, I can't wait to get the grief. Tom, thanks for joining us once again. Don't cry too much over Ramsey tonight. Thank you, I won't. And see you next right, week. Nearly half time, pal. Your turn to get the ground round in. Off you go. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beers sorted for later. What do you mean you've got the beers sorted for later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be, craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? 
all you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN to get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five. That's www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN. Sound? Pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. <laughs>